Hello, welcome to Facing the Situation, Building Spiritual Resiliency. This is Prophetess Mary Ayodele, and this is Season 5, Episode 1. Welcome, we're glad you're here. Let's open with prayer. Given honor to the Most High, we're thankful to come together once again to study your holy word and to apply it to our lives. May we bring blessings to ourselves, our families, and our communities by applying and intentionally following your holy directives. In the name of Yeshua the Christ, amen. Welcome. This is season five, episode one, Time Really Flies. And the topic this season is recognizing the natural rhythms in your family's life. Recognizing the natural rhythm in your family's lives may be a better way to say that. Now, to recap, season four, we talked about recognizing and working with the natural rhythms that you noticed in your life. Season three is when we introduce the rhythms. So now we're going to expand this to your family. If you need to recap on this and get a refresher, go back to season three. I identified three cycles I've been teaching about for many, many years that everyone is involved in, if you want to be in them or not. And then season four, we delved into a cycle and how it played out over the month of September. So now we're in, on the Gregorian calendar, at least we're in the month of October, and we're going to delve into how the natural rhythms play out in our families' lives. So not only your nuclear family, the people you live with or the people who raised you, but we're going to expand that outward to our larger extended family and ancestors, because this is traditionally the month in the Northern Hemisphere um, in America. I'm in the Gulf of Mexico bioregion, Houston, Texas, United States of America. This is the time when people deal with either Halloween or called Sowain, um, All Souls Day or All Saints Day or Dia de los Muertos. So if you're over here in North America, something's happening and at the end of the month is going to deal with the dead. So this is a great month to talk about recognizing the natural rhythms in our families' lives because that cultural cycle is coming up. So there, you know, there's the Christianized version of it and the non-Christian, whatever you want to do with it. At the end of this month, um, there is a cultural cycle dealing with those people who have passed on in a westernized context. Other cultures have other times to deal with that. And we'll work our way through that um, in the ensuing weeks, right? We have a little ways to get there. I just want to set the stage for where we're going. So when we talk about family, we're going to start off talking about, you know, the family you can pick up the phone and call. But by the end of this month, we will be talking about the ones that you see in your dreams or you have memories of because they have left their physical bodies and gone to the bosom of Abraham. Yes, we'll even explain what that is. And um, once again, for new listeners, I am speaking from a Judeo-Christian context. This is an ecumenical, um, ec- 
um, it's an open forum. So you're welcome. Whatever your spiritual background is or is not, you are welcome here. Just understand that the information I share and the context I put it in will be framed in that Judeo-Christian um, context with a strong emphasis on the Hebrew roots of that context. Now, let's dive right in. Um, why are we talking about recognizing the natural rhythms in your family's lives? Well, families have a rhythm, or as some people like to say, a pattern. And if you recognize the patterns in your family, you can enhance the desirable and successful patterns, and you can mitigate and minimize the unsuccessful patterns. Um, actually, the Bible has lots of stories with people doing just that, you know? Um, the story of Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, comes to mind. Um, there were some undesirable patterns in that family, jealousy and, and so forth. And um, there were ways that Joseph learned to deal with that when he was, you know, they wanted to kill him, but then they sold him. And later on, the family um, ended up where he was in Egypt, where he had been, or commit, where he had been promoted to a position of power, and he was in a position to help them. They didn't even recognize him. Metaphysically, a lot of the dirt that people do to you, um, even within your family, those were Joseph's brothers, by the way. They weren't neighbors or strangers at the grocery store. These are people related to him who decided to kill him and one of them took pity and say, let's just leave him there and sell him into slavery. So when that happens um, in the family, when there's family household wickedness, um, when that cycle turns around, you will find that the people who did the dirt may not even recognize who the Most High has transformed you into if you continue to embrace your destiny. Joseph had dreamt of his destiny. And when he shared it with his family, the jealousy was so great that they turned on him. So many of us have experienced something similar in life. And contrary to um, certain, you know, greeting cards and movie channels, family households are not always the safest place to be yourself. And unfortunately, many people think they're supposed to be. If you follow the stories and the wisdom systems of the world, you'll learn it's quite the opposite, actually. That's your first laboratory to learn some spiritual hygiene and spiritual resilience, to be honest. But here we are expecting that anything and everything we do will be warmly embraced and celebrated with candles and pinatas and clapping and candy. And that's not the case. It has never been the case in human history consistently that families are necessarily spiritually safe places by their nature. However, there are steps you can take once you understand the rhythms in your family to mitigate those undesirable forces and to um, enhance and strengthen the desirable ones, okay? So that's one reason why you wanna notice the family patterns. Um, I wanna put a subtopic under that it's 
popular now for people, uh, I'd say for the past 40 years, for people to list all their pain and misery in their families. And um, that's valid. You know, every family, like I said, is not, you know, a house of cupcakes and candy. However, we also have to spend some time listing the blessings in the family. There's a great deal of disempowerment that happens when you're consistently encouraged to name your pain and see yourself as a victim and and wait for someone to kiss your boo-boos and make it better. Um, As much as we've all suffered challenges, setbacks, and undesirable events in our lives, you will catch the theme in this podcast is that you really can't afford to be a victim. You really can't. Um, If someone puts that label on you, you don't have to accept it. I am a woman of African descent living in the United States of America. And there's a lot of labels that's been put on people who look like me. And my ancestors didn't accept those labels when they were demeaning and derogatory. The question now is that many people have accepted derogatory labels and they don't even know it's derogatory. So part of what happens in this podcast is that you wake up and you start listening and looking at your life through a lens that builds on your strength and doesn't, you know, lay you down with a blankie and a pacifier so you can feel like a perpetual victim that everyone should feel sorry for. Um, It may feel good to get that attention up front, but trust and believe somebody somewhere is profiting from your misery. And this podcast wants to release you from being the fuel for someone else's profit. So you do not need to stay a victim if you think you're one. You can give that up. It's okay. We have um, several thousands of years of history, um, and we could narrow it down to hundreds if you need to, where people did not wallow in victimhood. If they did, many of the things we enjoy right now wouldn't be happening, just like this podcast, right? So it's okay not to be a victim, even though it may be fashionable to be one. You may have to give up the high heels. You may have to give that up in order to grow in spiritual resilience. And that's the purpose of this podcast. So that is one of the main reasons why you want to notice the rhythms in your family. So you can do something with them and not feel like they're always doing something with you. And I don't mean the people. We're talking about the rhythms. So let me say up front, we're not stepping into this conversation to change people. You have to understand that this is a spiritual dimension we're talking about. I am a spiritualist. I'm a Christian spiritualist. So everything I'm talking about is affecting your spiritual resilience and your spiritual immunity. It's about building yourself spiritually by connecting with the most high, the divine intelligence of the universe that holds it all together. So you're not relying on your own personal strength, but you're plugging into a higher source of consciousness, intelligence, of patience, love, joy, all those um, admired qualities that you're trying to build up in yourself. You want to plug into that. And then that area of your life whatever those areas are you want to build up, will be strengthened not by your own works only. So we're taking you out of individualism and plugging you into like a a meta-consciousness reality. Some people call that God. I call that consciousness the most high. 
again, based on a Judeo-Christian reference from a Hebrew perspective. So, so you want to plug into that, okay? Because you can wear yourself out trying to do everything on your own. And that's why so many people are so tired and have diseases named after being tired, right? Um, like chronic fatigue syndrome. Well, yeah, you're really tired. You're doing everything. You know, by the time things manifest in our physical bodies, they have already happened in the spiritual realm. So that's one reason prayer is so effective. If you understand how to pray properly or meditate, which is one and the same in many cases, you will find that you can affect the physical before it manifests. Okay. So jumped off into a little metaphysics, but that's what this is, right? So that's why this is important. The things you notice in your family that are great or the things that are not so great can definitely be affected without dealing with the people one-on-one. -on -one. So we've been told to go to the person and say all this stuff and get the person to change and take them to rehab or whatever it is. And I'm saying to you, that's great, maybe, after you do, do your spiritual due diligence, after you step into your spiritual reality, the spiritual realm is where it's at. Everything comes from that. So I am a woman and I am blessed to be a woman. I don't think it's a bad or sinful thing to be a woman. And I know for some of you of Christian backgrounds, that might be difficult to hear. Um, a lot of women have been told it's wrong to be female. So I'm not carrying any of that garbage, right? So what I mean by that is um, I'm not saying we should live only in the spiritual realm. We have physical bodies. They need food and clothing and shelter. And you have teeth, you got to brush them, you know, so you have a physical body for a reason. So I'm not suggesting you deny the body because it's somehow evil. That's not what we're talking about. So we're not going to go into a meditative state and just sit like that for 30 years because the body is wrong. That's not it. Other people may be doing that. That's their path. In this podcast, we're talking about affecting the physical realm by dealing in the spiritual realm first. So it's um, you deal with the spiritual with the understanding that the spiritual is directly connected to the physical, not that you go to the spiritual because the physical is somehow dirty or sinful or we're not doing none of that. Okay. So um, if you want to discuss sin and the human body being somehow evil or something like that, there's plenty of books out there. You can get one and work that out for yourself. But here, we're not condemning anything that the Most High made. Um, if you read the story of creation, it says, then the Most High looked and said, all that was made was good, okay? So we can shut that down for today. But I do understand if you've been brainwashed to believe that somehow you're evil and full of sin, you may have to do some more work to get that worked out for yourself. Um, and, and that may be a podcast in the future, a real short one, right? But for our purposes of looking at the cycles in your, uh, the natural rhythms in your family's lives, the reason why I just covered how we're going to do it is the way we covered the others. Um, we're going to talk about the personal cycles in the family, the community cycles in the family, and then the cultural cycles. And um, before we wrap it up, we will talk about cosmic cycles. I mean, there's a reason why at the end of this month um, in the Northern Hemisphere, there's some sort of uh, celebration or recognition of people who passed on. 
And it's not because people are just copying after each other. There are cosmic reasons for that. So we'll get to that expansion of this topic as we go on. Um, and, you know, um, we'll talk about techniques that you can do. Um, the first technique I'd like to share with you today before we close our podcast is for you to um, start thinking about what the cycles are, the natural rhythms in your family. Um, is it when someone gets married, everyone comes to the wedding? Or is it when someone gets married, you can count on a cousin who refuses to go because, or she goes and wants everyone to look at her dress and not the bride. I mean, we have these strange patterns we know. Um, you know, for many people in my culture, it's a funeral pattern, the funeral rhythm. So when people pass, as an African-American woman, we have certain customs in my culture and every family has certain um, rhythms of how they deal with the physical transition when someone goes to the bosom of Abraham. Um, and then there's the graduation cycle when someone graduates college or whatever it is. So, you know, in, in America, we don't have rites of passage, um, really. I mean, formal rites of passage, like in other indigenous cultures, we tend to do um, going to the prom, graduating high school, graduating college, having a baby, sort of, yeah, having a baby, getting married, and then death. So um, it's important that we start to reclaim and in some cases recreate valuable rites of passages valuable rites of passage, excuse me, that flow through our family lineages because um, we, we need those. Some people create drama in their lives because they do need to be seen and recognized for something good, right? But we don't have those things set up anymore. So we could think about a rite of passage for people turning 40, or um, I know some people who get divorced have set things up for themselves to have a formal recognition of the divorce instead of randomly running into people at the grocery store saying, how's your husband? How's your wife? And then they have to go through the story or they, you know, so they hang their head in shame. So my point is we as a culture here in North America can draw on this topic we're going to talk about this month and find it to be very helpful to reestablish or to simply establish some rites of passage. And you will find that if we do that, especially in our families, we will have a little less of the undesirable kind of drama. We can transmute that energy that goes toward falling out or not speaking anymore, or, you know, the estrangements where they stop speaking because she passed out the cheesecake and didn't give her the same size piece. You know, these strange reasons where people stop talking to each other, um, that can kind of be minimized in in several ways. But particularly, people need attention. People need to be heard. People need to be seen. That's a normal thing for a living creature on Earth. And when we don't offer positive and productive ways for that to happen, people are going to put it out there and get that attention any way they can even if it's from, I don't talk to her, you know? So we want to work on healing and spiritual resilience. And spiritual resilience has a lot to do with forgiveness of the self and others. 
and creating circles of love and community and compassion that everyone can step into regardless of how broken they may think they are or broken they may have been. So those are all the reasons why recognizing the natural rhythms in your family's lives are important. There's so many more. However, the time for our podcast has come to an end. So I want to thank all of the donors who make this possible. You all have transformed the lives of many people who now have access to this podcast, who normally would not have access to it. Um, That is very important. And we want to thank you so much. Um, If you'd like to donate to this podcast, to keep it going and to expand it, you can do so by sending a donation of any amount you choose to Prophetess Mary Iodele at gmail.com. That is Prophetess Mary Iodele at gmail.com. You can always send your prayer requests too. Prayer requests, um, questions. We always try every season to have a episode that is focused only on answering your questions, right? So please send your questions, your concerns, your testimonies. You know, a lot of blessings can come out of fellowshipping together and sistershipping as we get together and we talk about um, how to apply the book that we've all heard of and, and not fight and argue over it, but to actually do something with it and take it to lift us up in a positive way. Um, I know many of you have been hurt by the church or people who say they're from churches and we recognize that. And we pray that this podcast offers you an opportunity to engage with the biblical narrative in a loving, embracing way, um, as opposed to you know the ways of telling people that they're wrong and they need to do something different. That's not the the path we're taking here. We're here to talk about how to build your spiritual resilience and we're really happy you're here, okay? So thank you ever so much. So every week we have a verse that I recommend you pray with in the beginning of your day when the sun rises for you. So if you work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. or if you work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. What I mean is when you start your day, we um, recommend that you pray. I will be praying every morning around sunrise, actually a little bit earlier now, but um, that would be about, mm, I'd say 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, And I'll tell you more about that next week, but I want you to feel free to join me wherever you are in that prayer. Um, Wherever you are, you can connect with me in spirit as I pray as the morning begins. Um, So we could say between 5.30 a.m. and 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, I give you a verse. I ask you to work with it and pray with it at the beginning of your day. Write it down. You can print it out. You can put it in your journal. Whatever you'd like to do to keep it in mind because these verses are here to help you Um, have something to fall back on when times get interesting in your life. And there's something to strengthen you when times are pretty placid. It's a lot like exercise. You know, the time to be in shape is the time to be in shape. It's right now. You don't want to wait till a crisis to start 
stuffing verses, Bible verses in your head. You want to be familiar with works of wisdom, like the biblical text, the Bible, things of that nature that can feed you and your spirit now so you can have a good, strong spiritual immune system. So our verse for the week this week is Proverbs eleven twenty nine, and it says, whoever troubles their own household will inherit the wind and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. Again, Proverbs eleven twenty nine, whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. One more time. Proverbs eleven twenty nine reads, whoever troubles their own household will inherit the wind and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. And that's a really apt verse. Blessed be the word of the most high. Um, for talking about family rhythms and recognizing them. So, you know, you don't want to bring trouble to your own household because all you get out of that is the wind. And and inheriting the wind means um, you don't inherit anything of substance. We'll talk about that from the Paleo-Hebrew um, root of that next week when we open. Uh, actually, I'll do a separate podcast for it. I'll have a bonus podcast for you listeners this week about inheriting the wind. However, the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. So you want to be the wise of heart, not because you're looking for servants, but wisdom is something you want to embrace, seek, and, and cultivate in your life. Just like you cultivate healthy gums and healthy eyesight and cleaning your skin and a clean household, there are benefits to um, cultivating wisdom more than we can even discuss or understand while we have a human body. There's so many benefits in following and embracing wisdom. So once again, Proverbs eleven twenty nine: whoever troubles their own household will inherit the wind. So don't create drama in your family, in your household. Don't do that. And think of your workplace as another household of yours, as an extension. Don't be the drama bringer. Okay. And the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. So whoever brings that foolishness to the table will be serving the person whose heart is based on wisdom. Um, ponder that, think about it, pray about it. And if you see yourself in that sentence on either end of it, don't condemn yourself. Ask for forgiveness of Adonai and then step into that forgiveness love yourself and be thankful you are loved and step out and make today a different day. Thank you so much for joining us. I love you all. I'm very glad we're back together today in our podcast. Take care and we will talk soon. Be blessed.